Bluegrass Jamalong is proud to be sponsored by Collins Guitars and Mandolins, each and every one built from the sound up in Austin, Texas. This episode is also brought to you by Peghead Nation, the home of Roots Music Instruction. If you want to improve your playing, join me and thousands of other pickers getting better every day at pegheadnation.com. Hi, this is Matt, and you're listening to Bluegrass Jam Along, the podcast for anyone and everyone who plays bluegrass. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Bluegrass Briefing. This is the Bluegrass Briefing for Monday the 20th of March 2023. Um, so kicking off with some just general bits of podcast news, the Last episode, uh, last week, was the John McEwen interview, so go and check that out if you haven't. That's John McEwen of Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Um, I chatted to John for the Doc Watson episode, and but I did add really quite a bit of stuff out at the end because I ended up with hours and hours and hours of stuff. But there's some really interesting bits from John um, about recording uh, Will the Circle Be Unbroken record with Earl Scruggs, with Doc, um, and Mabel Carter. And so, yeah, go and dig that out. It was really good. Um, I'll stick a link in the show notes, as always. Um, I have added a few more bits and pieces to youtube i'm going to keep doing that over the weeks there's so much content now i'm just going to keep adding it till it's all up there um people are finding it people seem to be enjoying it so that's good um another option given that you're listening to a podcast i'm guessing you're happy with the podcast but some people aren't and so it'd be good to get all the content up so they can hear it on youtube too a uh, quick update on the tony rice episode that i mentioned that is kicking on a pace i've been working on this since december really but i've interviewed a load of people for this episode that's going to celebrate 40 years since the release of Church Street Blues. And last week, I spent some time talking to Tony's brother, Wyatt Rice, who not only is just full of fascinating insight into Tony and his music, but also is the only other musician to actually play on Church Street Blues. So that was really interesting. And I'm looking forward to sharing that with you when it's all done. Um, but I'm hanging on because I've got, and in a couple of weeks, I've got one incredibly special guest who has agreed to come on the Tony Rice episode and share some thoughts about Tony and his music and so I'm going to wait to get that recorded at the end of the month. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet because it's not happened and I'm, I don't want to jinx it really uh, but that's going to be really exciting. Um, so yes, more on the Tony Rice episode to come. Uh, yeah, that's it. Don't forget mailing list, sign up to get alerts when that episode's out and other episodes are out. I'll let you know when there's new interviews, new tracks, whatever you like. You can find that on the website bluegrassjamalong.com um, or there'll be a link in the show notes here. Which brings us on to the section of the briefing called Church Street News. And this is news and announcements from the world of bluegrass. Um, So a few bits. IBMA's executive director, Pat Morris, has announced plans to resign. Um, Pat's going to return to the East Coast to attend to some family medical issues. That's what the press release said. So first of all, we wish Pat well um, and hope everything is okay. Um, Exec director Paul Schiminger is taking over to serve as interim executive director till a permanent hire is made. And you can find out all about that on the IBMA website if you want to know a bit more about that. But yeah, best of uh, everything to Pat. Hope you're right. Hope your family are okay. Um, and yeah, good luck with that. Um, I also spotted this week that Alan Bybee's joined Balsam Range. Um, they're one of those bands that have been the same for you know, a couple of decades, no changes in personnel. Um, and then mandolinist and ba- uh, vocalist Darren Nicholson left, I think late last year, um, to start a solo career. So they brought in Alan Bybee, which is exciting. Um, and I'll put a link to a Bluegrass Today article that 
chats a bit about that and there's a video from them um, so that'd be really interesting I'd have a look at that but yeah that's an interesting move and also this week there's a there's a new documentary that's going to premiere at Merlefest this year called My Name is Merle um, directed by Robert Kinlaw and it's going to premiere on the Saturday evening of Merlefest um, at 4.30 at the Walker Centre that sounds really interesting uh, really cool thing there um, lots so much interesting stuff at Merlefest this year with it being Doc's 100th birthday um, what else? Anders Stanglund emailed me um, from Norway to say that a Norwegian band called Hade Bluegrass Orchestra, I think I'm pro- pronouncing that right, apologies if I'm not, um, for the second time made it high up onto the Billboard charts with their new live album. It was in the top 10 on the Billboard charts. Um, and he, Anders emailed said he was in the audience at the concert that was recorded for the album. It's the only bluegrass concert he's ever been to, and it was part of the process that eventually led him to joining Brian Sutton's School of Artist Works. And I thought that was really cool. It's nice to hear um, of people getting into bluegrass in far-flung bits of the of the world and around Europe and, and wherever else. And it's interesting to hear how people come across it. I think it's fascinating. Um, so thank you for emailing in, Anders. That's really, really, really cool. Uh, one last thing, I found a really interesting article on the Bluegrass Situation website, a piece by Erin McAnally about what touring looks like in 2023 for working music creators. Um, I'm not going to summarise it for you here, but it's sort of looking at what the world of touring is like post-COVID, and I thought it was really interesting. So I will stick a link in the show notes, or you can go to the Bluegrass Situation website for that. But I think that's well worth a read if you're a musician, or just if you're interested to see sort of how the world of music is settling after COVID. Um, yeah, so, that, yeah, Erin McAnally's piece, really, really interesting. So next up, we have the section called The Grass Is New, and this is all the new releases that are coming out at the moment. Um, and I've talked about this first one a couple of times already, but the new Nickel Creek record, Celebrants, is actually going to be out on Friday this week. There's been a couple of singles from that, and they've been doing a few gigs. I was lucky enough to see one of them in here over here in London. Um, but yeah, new Nickel Creek album, and from what I've heard, it sounds great, so I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, there's a new single, another new single from Infamous String Dusters, Down the Road, from the upcoming Tribute to Flatten Scruggs record of theirs. It's due out in April. Um, that's out now, so I'll stick a link in the show notes, kind of listen to that. It's really good. Um, new album by Mike Todd, sort of old-time stuff. He's got an album due um, in April. And there's a single from that called The Cuckoo, um, which is the track that yeah, a lot of you will know already, famous sort of old-time track. And a really interesting uh, animated music video for it, animated by somebody called Molly Little. Um, and I will stick a link in the show notes and go and have a look at that, or just Google Mike Todd Cuckoo video. Really, really interesting, lovely little bit of work and a really interesting interpretation of that song as well. Uh, there's also Bella White has got a new record coming out in April on Rounder and there's a single from that called Break My Heart, which is out now, which I really like. Um, much more Americana sort of feel, sort of not so much bluegrass, but really cool. It'll be really interesting to hear that record when it comes out. And uh, finally, something, a guy called Ben Garnett, who I didn't know, has a record called Imitation Fields, which is out now, came out last week. Uh, it's his debut solo album, um, and it was produced by Chris Eldridge of Punch Brothers and of Mighty Poplar. Also includes Brittany Haas, Billy Contreras, Paul Coat, uh, banjo player Matthew Davis, and Dominic Leslie's on there as well. Um, and it's sort of, it's a, hard to describe it at first listen. I need to spend a bit more time with this record. It's quite atmospheric, um, sort of soundscape in places. It's acoustic and it's electronic. Um, but yeah, 
Ben Garnet, really interesting. I think it sounds like a lot of work's gone into it, and a lot. Of, it's just it's a really interesting record, and I I haven't heard it enough, and I want to hear it more. But that's out now as well um, on Padiddle Records. So check that out. All of this links in the show notes as always. But yeah, that's this week's new releases. <laughs> Cool, so moving on to the segment of the show called Scroll on Buddy, and this is basically just something I found on Instagram, mostly. Um, It's just things on social media that I found interesting. And the thing I've enjoyed this week is seeing a little bit more unveiling of the Chris Thiele acoustic camp we talked about last week. There was no details, just an announcement it was happening. And there's some more details up now. And it's happening from July 30th to August the 3rd at Glen Cove Mansion in Glen Cove, New York. And it's basically going to be a few days of workshops, concerts, masterclasses, um, coffee and cocktails, it says, uh, with Chris Thiele, but also with a kind of faculty of just amazing musicians. Chris Eldridge, Brittany Haas, Paul Coet, Aoife O'Donovan, Andrew Marlin, and also visits from people like Madison Cunningham, Julian Large, Noam Pekelny, Sarah Watkins, Sean Watkins, concerts from Punch Brothers and Nickel Creek. I mean, it sounds like a, an astonishing few days. Um, so, yeah, go and check that out. There's lots of details about that online. Um, it's... Yeah, it just sounds like a fabulous few days. And just to sort of finish off really with some stuff that's been in my ears this week, and what I've been listening to this week is Rachel Bayman. Um, I've just had Self Made Man stuck in my head from her upcoming record, which is due next week. I saw her in London a few weeks ago. I think I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Um, and yeah, that track just stuck in my head, and so that's been on a bit of a loop, and I've been listening to some of her other stuff as well. Um, I'm just really looking forward to that record, so that's that's sort of what I've been listening to. Let me know what you've been listening to. Give me some tips. Tell me what. It doesn't need to be new. Just whatever's been in your ears, on your speakers, streaming on your various devices this week. Uh, yeah, give me a shout and let me know. Um, and finally, talking about giving me a shout, um, I got an email. I say to people, email and tell me stuff, ask me stuff, share stuff. And uh, somebody called Eric emailed me. Hi, Eric. Um, and his message said this. Matt, love the show. Any suggestions on who to reach out to for mandolin lessons in the Western US? I'm a beginner looking to really master my chop and chord play and take it from there. I've had trouble finding anyone local to me and two attempts scheduling with online instructors in other time zones did not go well because of scheduling challenges. Thank you for any ideas, Eric. He's in Long Beach, California. Um, I thought I would put this out to you lot because I don't know any mandolin instructors um, that can help, but I'm sure some of you will. Um, And what I would say is two tips. One, have a look at artist works if you're anywhere struggling to find an instructor, you can get mandolin lessons from Sierra Hull and Mike Marshall. And if you're struggling to find something in person, that that's a great option. I you know, I've had lessons on artist works from various people and I think it's incredible value for money. And not only do you get the video lessons, you also get like direct feedback from people too. Um, and the other thing is go to Mandolin Cafe. Mandolin Cafe is a fabulous, fabulous resource that's been running for years for mandolinists around the world. It's really good at connecting people answering people's questions, supporting people, just being there for the mandolin community. Um, If you have any interest in the mandolin whatsoever, go over and join up and read all the threads at Mandolin Cafe because it's just superb. And that's it. Uh, Just, yeah, usual sort of housekeeping bits at the end. Um, Don't forget to sign up for the mailing list if you haven't so I can update you on stuff. There's also, if you go to the website, bluegrassjamalong.com, there's a page there that lists all the interviews if you want to find the interviews. Um... There's also chord sheets for all the tunes that I've put out so far. Um, and as always, get in touch, say hello, come find me on Instagram, come find me on Facebook, or just email me, matt at bluegrassjamalong.com. 
Um, that is it. Have a great week. I will see you next time. Happy picking. Bluegrass Jamalong is proud to be sponsored by Collings Guitars and Mandolins, making some of the finest guitars and mandolins in the world since the 1970s. Visit collingsguitars.com and find out why.